What's up, you guys? This is Stardom alum, former two-time NXT Women's Champion, former two-time WWE Tag Team Champion, current WWE Superstar, Shayna, two-time, and you are listening to the awesome, the one and only, Wrestle In. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the August episode of the Purovision Podcast. I'm, as always, I'm your host, Jamie Johnson, with me... Again, as always, my two co-hosts first are this month's Noah expert, Ben. How are you? I have been watching Noah, so I am of dubious wellness. Yeah, I mean, it qualifies you to be an expert because neither me or Kay have seen... Well, no, Kay has. I haven't seen any Noah. I've really... <laughs> Don't lump Noah. me in with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> not touching Noah with a barge pole these days. Uh, I merit at the fact that I have watched a Noah match that didn't involve Yuki Yoshioka. <laughs> True. That, that, that is the low bar that needs to be cleared to be classed as an expert, then. So, congratulations. <laughs> uh, and with us as well, we have Kay, our Dragon Gate expert. How are you? But as usual, stressed out of my mind. <laughs> but, uh, you know. Watching wrestling whenever possible. And by much of the fact that I have only watched uh, Yuki Yoshioka's Noah matches, I, I think I am <laughs> I am slightly better than Ben. <laughs> I'd imagine so. I think that seems reasonable. <laughs> Before we uh, get too far in, it's worth noting that there is some very loud roadworks going on just outside my house. So... If at any point you hear some drilling or some road being destroyed by some fellow in a hybrid jacket, that's me, unfortunately. So I apologize for that. Um, I'll try to mute myself when they decide to drill a hole in the road. But we will start where, I mean, where else to start but the absolutely fantastic G1 Climax 33. Um, Before we jump into specific matches from the tournament, how do we feel as a whole about what has been AG1. It certainly <laughs> happened. It was there. There was matches. Yeah. There was wrestlers. There was wrestlers in the matches. <laughs> <laughs> and it certainly <laughs> went on for a period of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that does, I think. We can, we can move on to the end one now. I think that does. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been very... Dull. I mean, it it killed my watching of wrestling. I got to like, I mean, we all saw it coming. I was watching every match from the blocks, which was a very, very poor decision. And as we got, there was like a couple of days left of the blocks. I got a few days behind and just stopped. I picked the wrong time <laughs> to stop because it's when the playoffs started. But, um, yeah, it killed my enjoyment, uh, really. And I, I, I watched wrestling for about two weeks until I remembered we have a podcast to do and I best catch up. <laughs> <laughs> on what I've missed, but we were, yeah, it's not been an enjoyable G1. Um, it's just been really dry, and there's been very few good matches from the blocks, and lots and lots of poor matches, and lots of Hikaleo wins, which is maybe the most egregious crime <laughs> of the G1. <laughs> Hikaleo get into the part, I mean, who saw that coming? Hikaleo get into the quarterfinals. <laughs> Oh. oh god that that fucking choice <laughs> um, 
It's really, it's really <laughs> great that Kaito Kimi no. skipped the N1 to get knocked out in the group stages by Hikaleo. <laughs> thing for me with the G1 as well. Like, oh my god, Kaito Kiyomiya in the G1 and then he lost to fucking Hikaleo. (laughs) (laughs) Does he, like, have a personal problem with me? Have I done something to upset him? I don't understand what universe that's something you think, yes, this is the good move. This is what Kaito Kiyomiya. It's Kaito Kiyomiya. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> poor, like poor Kaito at this point right like at this point it's like Cody levels of memeing it's like every, every fucking time every fucking time he, he gets like every time he gets involved with New Japan it's like yet another humiliating loss each time worse than the previous one it's like <laughs> it just keeps getting worse and worse every time I defend them and I'm like look they're thinking to the future. There's long-term booking at play here. I don't think that's true anymore. I think I just hate Kaito Kiyomiya. Kaleo is the future. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's the then, now, and forever, isn't he, Kaleo? <laughs> um, yeah, but in all seriousness, I mean, it's, it, it, was, it makes no sense. You get in someone from another company, a, a major star from another company who's ha- having a feud with Okada and he gets knocked out of the blocks. I mean, it doesn't even reach the quarterfinals. It's, and it's, they've not, there's no Okada match set up. There's nothing for him to go on to in New Japan. So what was the point of it all? He's got nothing out of this. <laughs> the point, apparently, was to put Hikaleo over. <laughs> <laughs> Won two matches and one of them was against Chase Owen. (laughs) (laughs) I think his highlight of the G1 was that count out match of Gabriel Kidd. That was really, really fun. But apart from that, I can't remember anything that he did in this tournament because none of it matters. That's what he did. He lost multiple times. (laughs) <laughs> None of it has any relevance, does it? Now, as we look back on a G1, where just it doesn't matter. We all knew Naito was going to win. Naito won. Uh, that was one prediction I got right from all the thousands I got wrong in the G1. At least I was right about <laughs> Naito winning. Um, but it was just, I think they've broken the tournament with this: the four blocks and the the eight wrestlers in each block, and there's so much fluff and fodder and it's unless they recover and return to a two blocks of ten I I think this maybe is what the G1 will be in future and gone are the days of the G1 being the totem pole of great wrestling yeah of course it does feel like a, a sign of things to come but especially after last year as well it's like they seem so focused on going in this direction which sucks because the thing that's made the G1 so great is like you know, you have all of that talent condensed and you just get fantastic banger matches. And they've just, I don't know why. I don't know what the thought that's going on inside their head is. I think the thought that's going on inside their head is like Mikey Nichols is a world changing wrestler. But it's like, it's just, it's ruining what makes the G1 so good. And 
yeah, it really does feel like that's the way they're going to go. I think, you know, they think that's the smart thing, but it's it's just like as a fan, it's just so it just takes you out of your enjoyment and it's hard to it's going to be hard to get excited about the G1 next year, that's for certain. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? If it's you're not going to again think, yeah, I'm really excited for this G1 because headed into this G1, I was really excited. I mean, I watched the first 10 nights, like all the matches, or at least most of them barring like Mike and Nichols. But I was really excited for this G1 and I thought this would be good. There's a lot of, there's a few poor wrestlers in there, but there'll be enough good matches to carry it through. And then it just wasn't. I mean, it was just really underwhelming. And yeah, it, it looks like they were trying, <laughs> even though they were like, you know, really yeah. fluffing it. But it's like, even then, it still just kind of falls flat. And that's, that's a big shame. But I can't wait until next year when they announce eight blocks in the G1. <laughs> <laughs> it's ever. It's eight blocks of 15 wrestlers and <laughs> Kaito Kimira against everybody. Just for him to lose against everybody. <laughs> the whole tournament just becomes Kaito Kiyomiya losing to as many people as humanly possible. But I think barring the the two, the semi-final and the, the final, what else is going to be remembered from this G1 in terms of match quality? I don't think, like, you come to the end of the year, it used to be like, your top ten would be like eight G1 matches. That's I don't think there are eight good G1 matches from this tournament. Like, great, there's not eight great matches from this G1. Maybe yeah. like this is the tournament where a lot of wrestlers have like the best matches of their lives. Mm. And it just doesn't feel like there's much of that at all at this point. No. There's been very few things to remember. And you have the odd good match that stands for, I remember Taichi Okada <laughs> or Kingston Ishii, that sort of thing. And that, that'll mm-hmm. maybe stick with you for a bit. And then you come to the end of the year, you're, you're looking at the final, the semi-final and nothing else, really. Yeah, you're not remembering Okada Taichi next year. No, I mean next week I might forget it anyway. What <laughs> once I've once I've seen the light at Wembley Stadium and that <laughs> wonderful card, I forget about this G one. <laughs> oh boy, wrestling is wrestling is doing great right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay is going to outdo every match in this tournament. <laughs> Five star classic that one, nice my friend. I can see it coming. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's just been really on like a drab note, really, the G1. It's not the best way to start the podcast because it's such a negative, but um, the G1 is a major story every year, isn't it? And, well, at least for now. And it is it is important on like the calendar. And I mean, maybe now on, we'll, you think differently. You think twice before you get really excited about a G1. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll head on into talking about the final. Um, have a little chat about that and I mean the final itself we'd talk a little bit about the tournament not being great but the final was fantastic it was a really breathtaking match I thought and um okay I mean Okada Naito they've got they've had a great history together haven't they and it's it's no surprise that they've delivered such a great match on a big scale yeah absolutely I mean for me um it is sort of right like tainted because of the shitty build (laughs) it's sort of like I mean, we can, you know, in terms of a G1 too, but also like with Naito, it sort of feels like, right, like this match in this moment should have come at the end of a different tournament and, you know, right, possibly like <laughs> in a, oh shit, sorry, 
<laughs> the wind chimes in the background. Uh, no, that was the that was the alarm for this podcast recording <laughs> because because I forgot about the existence of time zones. But, um, no. Yeah, but speaking of time, <laughs> um, nice, right? That's a great like, segue. That. <laughs> yeah with Naito it sort of feels like right like with the whole you know double gold uh, dash and stuff like that they sort of they sort of screwed up their first big like Naito moment uh, and maybe you know maybe they can get it right this time uh, and maybe this match uh, which was very good will be like a prelude for that but for me right it's it is sort of tainted especially like coming at the end of that tournament i feel like if it was like a regular like classic g1 tournament then sort of the slow build to right okada and naito winning their respective blocks would have been a lot more tense but like as it was i mostly like my main experience in terms of wrestling community was people like going like i swear to fucking god if okada wins this new japan i swear to fucking god <laughs> because like really after- obvious didn't it yeah, because because I mean because like after that tournament, uh, right? After that whole tournament, if Okada had won it, that would have been like the cherry on the fucking cake. It would have been the most gay <laughs> thing ever, wouldn't it? Yeah, but like thankfully, thankfully, uh, Naito did win. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I am like I am cautiously somewhat optimistic that you know since uh with the kind of match it was, it is going to be, you know, like a restart of what went wrong before with Naito and like a start for him to really have that moment. He never really had like at the top of the company, maybe. But but then again, that would possibly come at the cost of Sanada. So, you know, but it is going to be an awesome match, that one at least. Yeah, I think that's (sighs) interesting. Before we get onto the actual match itself, the the direction this goes, obviously... Uh, yeah, Naito's yeah. defended Sorry his briefcase against Rambling. Jeff Cobb um, in oh, one of the shows. I don't. It might be Destruction. I think mean, one of the road mm-hmm. to um, Wrestle Kingdom sort of shows. And then you've got uh, Wrestle Kingdom. You'd imagine it will be Naito versus Sonada, yeah, which is yeah. a nice Lij. It's Sonada left. It's the nice mm-hmm. sort of story to do, and it makes perfect sense. I'm really well behind uh, that being. The Wrestle Kingdom match, but for me, I think after that match, I think Naito's going over there. I think it just makes sense that Naito goes over, and then he'll face Yota Suji early on in next year, and that's he'll drop the title pretty soon to Yota Suji, and that'll be. <laughs> Do you not think? I think that's. I think that's the crowning moment. Yota Suji. No. Naito losing his title in the first defense to Yota Suji. I. I would laugh at least. It would be very well, funny. Gado hates him, doesn't he? But I, I, not, maybe not the first defense. But I think that would make sense as a story uh, to go on with um, Yota Suji sort of taking over from Naito because obviously Naito is starting to wind down now and where the yeah, part is of yeah. his career. Um, I mean, yeah, at the end, of, yeah, at the end of this so? reign. That, that's my my booking in my head of where I think it's going to mm-hmm. go. What do you think? I mean. For me personally, right, I, I would feel a bit bad for Sonata, but I also think Knight was taking it because, like, at that rate, right, as you said, he's winding down, and like, if they don't give him a proper run at the top now, like, that might be 
you know, passing up the last chance they have to do that. And so, yeah, he's definitely winning that. I do think Suji would be like an interesting challenger, but of course it's going to depend, you know, how soon he challenges, whether it's going to be a thing. I mean, not exactly like that, but more whether it's going to be like a growing thing for him where he has his first like challenge against Naito and then loses and then has to sort of build himself up properly before he can, you know, get it. Or if like it, if he was to be right, like after after a couple months, his his I don't know fourth challenger or something, third challenger maybe if he if he can't go to four, uh, then yeah, yeah maybe Dominion maybe that's the um, the path that have a big match at Dominion that Lij uh, split and if they can build a story of Yota Suji betraying him and going for the title maybe that's the direction they go. Yeah, that might work. Oh God! <laughs> Though I am, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's all in the future, isn't it? We will yeah. um, have a little moment about the match. I think it, it shouldn't get lost how good this match was. And, mm-hmm. um, the crowd was absolutely unbelievable. It's the—I mean, I think you're, you're forgetting COVID. How amazing Japanese crowds are, and how loud they can be, and how passionate they are about what they're watching. And they were an absolute fever pitch for this match, and they were jumping up and down and shouting and screaming and cheering both guys on, but mostly Naito. Um, <laughs> and that really pulled through. And it was Okada and Naito. I mean, if you didn't already know that these two were two of, if not the two in New Japan, that, like in like the legend status of the current crop, uh, then this match sort of demonstrated that. And I mean, Okada, it, it was his neck was worked on for the whole way through. That's Naito's thing, isn't it? Target the neck, ready for the Destino and, they did mm-hmm. it so perfectly through the match and it was so dramatic and it built very nicely. That was what I thought. It's from not a slow start com- comparatively to some Okada matches you get where it's like a slow 10 minutes. It was a patient start and then it exploded and they built to a big finish. And I mean, it's absolutely perfect. It's exactly what you'd want from Okada, from Naito, from a New Japan main event in a G1 final uh, to boot. And I think after a after a very bad tournament, you needed a great final, and that's what this match delivered. Yeah, I mean it was undeniably a good match at least. So you yeah. know, <laughs> we at least got it's one good thing. It was a bad match. Yeah. But the uh, the other one that sort of cut headlines is the the semi final Tetsuya Naito uh, defeating Will Ospreay. Um, and again, this was there's a reason this has got so many headlines. Got, I think it got six stars, if that means anything anymore from Dave Meltzer. Um, it's, I thought, because I, as I was saying earlier, how much that I got burnt out from the G1 and caught up a week or so later, and I'd seen all the hype about this match and that it was five stars, match of the year sort of level match. And when you have that in your head going in, it's hard for a match to deliver to that. But I thought this one really did. I thought it was absolutely fantastic and it was dramatic and it felt like a proper battle between the two of them. And some of the spots were unbelievable and just Naito flying around and dropping himself on his head as he loves to do. And Osprey doing his part as well and had you on the edge of your seat uh, all the way through, I thought, from the very opening bell. There was no sort of time wasted. Excuse me. And it was um, a closing stretch that was exhilarating, edging your seat sort of stuff. And it's exactly what you'd expect from these two as well as you'd expect it from Okada and Naito. Um, 
and maybe it recovered um, the tournament in a way, but I don't think it did the job of um, fixing what had come before it. But it was definitely a, an excellent match and one that will be remembered come the end of the year. Yeah, I did. Uh, in honesty, I did not watch that match. <laughs> so there's, there's I'm just so gonna have to take you. Yeah, so I'm just gonna have to take your word for it. It's do take my word for it. I mean, sometimes I come up with absolute rubbish that I'm like, this match was great, this match was rubbish, whatever. But <laughs> I, I do. I'm quite. Uh, my opinion is quite shared on that match. Uh, I've sort of followed along from what. You see the hype, and everyone was saying it was amazing. I was like, all right, then. So I watched it, and I was like, yeah, it definitely was. Um, the other semi final, Alcada Evil, not so much. That one is one I didn't get around to on my catch up because <laughs> no matter how much time I've got in the day, I am there is not enough hours in my life to watch another rubbish Evil match. <laughs> uh, I absolutely had enough. I mean, I'm sure one, I like Wrestle Kingdom, I'll be watching it live and it'll just be there. But I mean, I'm no longer picking out. To watch Evil. I mean, Evil got to the semi-final. <laughs> Maybe that's a bigger crime than Hikaleo getting to the quarterfinals. That Evil got to the semi-finals, and I mean, it's bonkers that that was in 2023, and the the way this was built as the the new blood of this tournament coming through, and Evil got to the semi-final. I mean, it makes no sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's the, the best IWGP Heavyweight Champion we've had. Oh god, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh boy. I forgot that, that man was had the top title in the company at one point, yeah. <laughs> Those were dark days. <laughs> oh. <coughs> oh god. Okay, no, but yeah. Yeah, go on. No, it's just that uh, Evil is like he seems to be pretty popular with the Japanese crowd, so I guess maybe because of that. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, most people... don't be on Gado's side. Don't don't help Gado have an escape. Here. <laughs> is he popular in Japan? Do is that? I mean, because no, it's one of the things that used to get said about Sonada when European fans and Western fans had complained about Sonada being boring, and then the reply would always be, "Yeah, but he's popular in Japan," and you could see that. With evil, I think maybe that the ship has sailed. I have, and may, I have no maybe idea. Yeah, I, I think maybe for me, they, maybe they've had enough, but maybe not to the extent that uh, the Western side of New Japan's uh, fans, maybe they, they've just had enough and that's it, isn't it? That they've, um, when you've had enough, you've had enough with that sort of thing. But there was a couple of quarterfinals that I think are worth um, picking out. Okada against Zack Sabre Jr., um, that was fantastic. It was really intense, was that the word I'd uh, written down to describe it, and a, a real back and forth towards the finish. And uh, Zach Sabre Jr.'s offense, he did his usual, he looked great. Okada sold it so well, and that's what I think one of the things that gets lost with Okada of how great a seller he is, despite I mean how great he is when he's on offense, but when he's selling, he's great as well. And, it was a really masterful uh, match, the way they built it and the way they structured it. And Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, pulling out his usual offence and Okada having to work through that. I uh, thought told quite a nice story there. And Will Ospreay as well had a surprisingly a very good match against David Finlay, of all people, uh, who is somebody I'll be seeing live on uh, this Saturday, so probably the day this goes out, actually. 
because uh, he's on the Rev Pro Copper Box show. Um, the day before, all in Wembley. He's teaming. I mean, how's this for a match, Kate? David Finlay teaming with Gabriel Kidd to face El Fantasmo <laughs> and Katsuyori Shibata. I mean, what a match. That is. <laughs> I mean, it looks like something that Gabe, like Kieran, or let I me, mean, yeah, Kieran has imagined it in his head. This is the match I want, and it's just happened. That Gabe <laughs> has fulfilled Kieran's dreams of uh, a match on this Rev Pro show. Um, yeah, but this match with uh, Osprey in the quarterfinals, again, it was another dramatic match and uh, had you um, sort of carrying on with everything that was happening. And the interference is something with David Finney that I sort of think I've, I've not got the time for, a bit like evil. Uh, but it worked in this match. You have those occasions uh, where it does work. Uh, and this match was one of those. Um, so that's really sort of it from the, the semi-finals, the quarterfinals that is worth me picking out. Um, there's a lot of matches from earlier on. But I, I'm trying to... I don't really know when we... Uh, just with the <laughs> dates of when we stopped watching, uh, stopped last month and that sort of thing. But uh, Hanare, I thought, has had a quite a, a quietly a good tournament. Gabriel Kidd been absolutely great. Um, he's been wonderful in this tournament as like a proper like shithouse heel and jumping his opponents on the watch to the ring and having like a real brawler style and just shouting more swear words than you can like ever believe just for no reason just like shouting at the camera just various expletives and it's uh he's been great fun um i'm not sure about the free the free youth uh the free musketeers the young musketeers uh, i don't know how they act i'm not really keen at the start i was a bit like yeah they've built this quite well and then towards the end I think that's like there was again there's no point because Hikaleo <laughs> beat them all to get out of the block so it was um it sort of lost its energy towards the end but uh Jeff Cobb has had an all right tournament he's got a match with uh Knight I don't want to offend Ben too much by saying that Jeff Cobb's only been all right um <laughs> but he wasn't fantastic but the, the, there's been a few standouts Hanare's one for me Eddie Kingston maybe another uh but Gabriel Kidd the one that stands out for me head and shoulders above everybody else um but there's nothing really to talk about else from uh, a quite <laughs> lackluster g1 uh so we'll move on kate <laughs> i know you want to talk about yeah speaking of <laughs> from august 20th just a couple yeah. of days ago um i'll let you take the wheel <laughs> and talk us through the latest dragon gate show <laughs> I mean, to for a transition there, <laughs> the first thing I uh, I thought when I heard New Japan start with like the Reva Reva era free uh, musketeers, I was like, are they just copying Dragon Gate now? Because <laughs> they they did the uh, Reva generation leaders like all the way back in May, <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> And also they have yes, six it's, it's something it's, uh, it's something New Japan's always done, is it? They've had the uh it was, <laughs> was it Nakamura, Tanahashi and Shibata, that was the three, wasn't it, last time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. I, I I do know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was mostly joking about, you know, the <laughs> the river generation shit like here. But um no Sorry, joking I'm aside. There, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is an understandable <laughs> reaction to that attempt at a joke, but <laughs> Uh, sorry. Now, um, Dangerous Gate, like, I'd say it wasn't, like, as a whole pay-per-view, it wasn't that great, but, like, I think the main event, right, between Eminora and uh, Kikta, I think their King of Gate match was a bit better on account of being a bit shorter 
like the main event I think would have benefited also from like having a shorter duration. But it, it wasn't bad. Uh, they they were like really putting it in and making this like seem like a main event match. And Kikta especially um, really starts uh, like in recent times has really started to sort of hold himself like a champion and have that sort of natural confidence. And I think that's something he conveyed really well uh, in this main event. And yeah, I do think that you know Kikta winning was probably the right decision because like Minora again as usual. Great wrestler in the ring, he cannot talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 a bit sad. Uh, I, like that's that's always been the thing for him. Like I I definitely think like he might well have been the youngest champion in company history if he was better at doing promos. But unfortunately, he's not. So we have to wait until he either beefs up a bit or until they can just you know permanently stick him with Minorito or something to do the promos for him. <laughs> Um, was it but, one of those title changes that were like a bit out of the blue for Dragon Gate, or do you think it was an expected no, no, title change? It, the, the title change did not happen, and that's a good thing. Oh dear, oh dear, it, right, it did, right, it did not happen. <laughs> it did not happen uh, right, because yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, and but the the real main event of the show, in my opinion, <laughs> was basically. Um, Ishin versus Mochizuki Jr. And I'm not just saying because I did an interview with Ishin about exactly this match, <laughs> about like a week or two before uh, before the event. And those two, in my opinion, were the best rookie storyline of 2022. Uh, they are really interesting. Two really great young wrestlers. They both right second generation wrestlers with uh, Machizuki Jr. obviously being the son of Dragon Gate legend uh, Masaki Machizuki uh, and Ishin being the son of pro wrestler couple Ishin Riki and Utako Hozomi. Yeah so what, uh, did, what did you think about the the rest of the show then that was one of the title matches but there's quite a few on this show there's a few splattered about. Mm -hmm. One, uh, I mean, it was, in my opinion, it was an okay show, like nothing, nothing outstanding, but okay. Uh, did you, by the way, know that uh, Tomohiro Ishii was on this show? Uh, I'd heard they... about this, I'd heard, yeah. And, um, I mean, the match itself was fairly short, but like they, they did tease a little bit of uh, Ishii versus Benkei, which would be oh, a wow. great match. Like, Benkei is, right, for those who don't watch Dragon Gate, one of the few, like, sort of muscular guy says I hesitate to say big because he's still kind of short <laughs> compared to like most New Japan heavyweights but he's very muscular and he's like yeah one of those sort of strong dude wrestlers and he uh, was really up in Ishii's face in this match so they they might actually like if, if New Japan lets them they they might actually end up having a match at a, at a later time so that's something yeah. to look forward to. For. I know Ben would be all up for that that's a Ben match if I'd ever had one <laughs> I can confirm I'm very much up for that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And yeah, aside from that, most of it like was minor stuff. Um I do think like some some fans were like, this is a really bad sign for but for me it's sort of like dangerous gate is never like the the best dragon gauge big event of the year it's like it's always the sort of show that has like a couple really good matches and then the rest is just sort of there <laughs> at least in my experience being a so fan. it's like it's like the g1 then yeah it's that sort of a <laughs> <laughs> oh 
gut. Ja. <lacht> ja. Jetzt schau mal, jetzt lag der Jimon. Ja, fantastisch. Und um, ist there anything else coming from Dragon Gate for people to look out for? So in the as we obviously we'll come back obviously at the end of September. But anything in in that month that is worth going to be worth watching? I mean, obviously, you could watch the uh, conclusion of the King of Gate tournament, which is the actual equivalent to G1 in Dragon Gate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, as I mentioned before, like Minora's and uh, Kikta's match from uh, King of Gate was pretty good, uh, as was the finale. I like that one. Um, and the, the tournament is all really like not the best King of Gate they ever had, but, but it was a good one. It's uh, If you want to watch a tournament that's like all the way through solidly good, aside from Punch Dominaga winning, then uh, you can you can watch that one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd kill for a solidly good tournament at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> and aside from that, um, yeah, this month we are going to have... We ha we're going to have the... Um, a couple smaller shows coming up uh, on the network. We have, we're going to have the Summer Festival coming up, which I think the most notable thing there is um, Susumu Machizuki versus Yasushi Kanda, which is like those two are the current tag team champions. And both of them, even though they're two of the older wrestlers in Dragon Gate, they have really had a Cinderella run right this uh, this year. They're, they're doing really great, so I'm really looking forward to that match. Like They're putting everything into this into this current run and so this match is probably also going to be pretty good that'll do is for our dragon gate corner of the podcast and we'll move over to a, <laughs> a much drab a more drab and more downtrodden <laughs> corner the the pro wrestling noah corner is where we're going next. <laughs> and this is fantastic i get to hand over to our noah expert ben are you, are you loving the n1 hello i am um, i've watched some of the n1 <laughs> That is true, but I do have to draw your attention to the fact that Jake Lee and Jack Morris have wrestled each other for thirty minutes, and, and I think we'll move when... on to the Old Japan Ball Road Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is cause for celebration. Among thirty minutes, thirty minutes. <laughs> A full three zero point zero zero. The mighty Jake Lee and, and what, the mighty Jack Morris. The the creaking of my chair was an intentional comment. <laughs> <laughs> what did you enjoy that then? I didn't dislike it. It was <laughs> 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 because it's Jake and it's Jack Morris. I'm, you know, I don't know if I have the genetic capability to be able to complain about it. <laughs> but it is you the know, Ben Dream match, that. It is! For a whole 30 minutes without a result, it's... <laughs> a minute it's... draw! <laughs> trying That's to fantastic. put a positive spin on this tournament in whatever way I can, and this, this is what I'm clinging on to here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't believe that. Yeah, thirty-minute I mean, draw. Well, thirty-minute draw. It's wonderful. <laughs> that is also the second thirty-minute draw that 
uh, Jake Lee has had in this tournament, you'll be pleased to know. Well, <laughs> can we do an interlude of a quiz? Can you give me his opponents and I'll tell you which one's the 30-minute draw? <laughs> okay, we've had um, Timothy Thatcher, Adam Brooks, Masa Kitamiya and Yuki Yoshioka. Kitamiya. Yes! Oh, get in there. Amazing. As much as we'd all love it to be Adam Brooks, it unfortunately was I'm sorry Yoshioka was in that life. And so was Adam Brooks. Brooks. <laughs> Has Adam Brooks won the Open the Dreamgate Championship? <laughs> I was going to try and make a joke like that about Adam Brooks towards Yuki Yoshioka, but I, I don't know anything about Adam Brooks, so... <laughs> Well, I, I can't. He's, he's, he's main event in all in, isn't he? Adam Brooks, baby. <laughs> Has defeated Keno, though. That's. Oh, God. Oh, wow. my God. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even defend on this. There has also been decisions like this where we're just. I'm like, oh, I'm just God. like. I'm just like okay, I'm I'm fine with Yoshioka losing this match, but like going into it because like he's not gonna beat Keno. They're not gonna be, let like some outsider beat Keno, even if he's like the main like young ace of Dragon Gate. They're not gonna let an outsider beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Never underestimate the power of pro wrestling, Noah. Never <laughs> underestimate the power of pro, pro wrestling, Noah, because they can pull off. Absolute worldly piece of booking, like the mighty Jack Morris, also <laughs> defeating Keno. Has <laughs> <laughs> Keno won anything yet? Yeah, he's won some matches. Good. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, he won against Josh Yorka. All right. Clearly, someone is not quite on Jack Morris's level. I'm sorry, but have you seen the two next to each other? <laughs> Has, has Jack Morris bitten people while dressed up as a dragon? No, he's clearly inferior. <laughs> has Yuki Yoshioka wrestled Gene Money for the Gene Money Championship in Pleasant Sports <laughs> Complex in Edinburgh? Probably not, unless unless the, <laughs> unless he traveled. The... I, I'm sorry, but the dragon thing is clearly better. <laughs> the sad part about that is that won't translate to the most because no one knows what Gene Money is. And he's like, imagine, yeah, <laughs> imagine Toriano, but really British and really cheap. That's G-Money. <laughs> I feel that's an accurate description. Rude, it. but it accurate description. And that was right That was right after we did last N- N1 as well. This is Jack Morris, international superstar, bringing back who do, his first show back in the UK, back in his homeland of Scotland. Who do we put him against? Gene Gene Money. Money. I mean, I, I, I've seen him in Sheffield, if that helps you at all. Wonderful. I, I, have, we, have we got a match of the tournament from you, Ben, that isn't Jack Morris, Jake Lee? Oh, um... <laughs> one of the matches that has happened, it's one of those. Yeah, that, that's my favourite, <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have haven't been particularly inspired by this tournament, really. Um, Did you watch Yoshioka versus Keno? I I haven't watched any Yoshioka actually. I've been oh, no. on oh, no. If you had watched that, you might have a match of the tournament. 
because it was really good. Yeah, I quite enjoyed uh, Shizaki versus El Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. But then also Shizaki lost no one match. ever. <laughs> so <laughs> it was all right. I, you know, I had fun until Shizaki lost. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have also just noticed that uh, Saxon Huxley <laughs> defeated Katsuhiko Nakajima. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, Noah is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It really is. In in a period where you've got so many tournaments on at the moment, and Noah, you know you really need to distinguish yourself to stand out. Noah are doing this perfectly. It's incredible. They just they take no L's. No. <laughs> they don't need to take them. <laughs> I've just had a I've just had a quick look at the blocks and as of recording Jake Lee is winning A block and rock bottom of A block which I'm not pleased about Yoshiki Inamura with zero points what is happening there what what's the problem there <laughs> what is your right. issue <laughs> B block is I guess a little more there is fa- there are five wrestlers on six points in B block Nakajima Shizaki Wagner Jr Manabu Soya and Lance Anawaii. I was about to say, have you seen who's on top? Who is Lance Anawaii? <laughs> One of the people that has defeated Goshi Asaki. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> is he the one that used to be in MLW? <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> the N1. Who? <laughs> I think it's the tagline. It's the tagline of this tournament. <laughs> yeah, who is that? Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we know who Yoshiko is. Have you? What have you thought of his matches, Kay? Yoshihiko. Yoshihiko <laughs> was yeah. not in this tournament. Yoshihiko, <laughs> it's a doll from DDT. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's his name then? Yuki Yoshioka. <laughs> Yoshioka. I mean, I'm not miles away. I'm like, <laughs> I was so confused. I was thinking, I do not remember seeing that doll <laughs> hanging about the N1. <laughs> you, you imagine, imagine Yoshiko. <laughs> you know, Ken is in that match, match as well. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's all gone wrong. We, we turned to the N1 and the wheels have fell off. <laughs> I would actually, I would actually give Noah some some like props if, if they put Yoshiko in the tournament. Like I, I think yeah. I, I think I would I would name the the, the N one my favorite tournament of the year if they put Yoshiko in. But no. Um, oh my <laughs> god! Please, Noah, if you're listening to this, which you definitely are, please, <laughs> please, we, I need this. Yeah, they've got this on in the Noah office, haven't they? They're just listening for tips. <laughs> <laughs> They're now frantically scrambling, trying to hire a doll for their next tournament. Yes. <laughs> Yoshiko but... not answering the phone. Why won't he answer the phone? <laughs> um, all joking aside, though, uh, Yoshioka, I think like he he had a pretty good tournament. Like all all of his matches were pretty good. Uh, I. I I did watch all of them, so I can say that. Um, what did you think uh, of the Jake Lee match? <laughs> uh, 
Um, I mean, it was okay. I do think that I do know that like a lot of my friends are really into the height difference <laughs> during that match <laughs> for reasons that have entirely to do with the wrestling. But um, <laughs> but it, it was an okay match. Like it it was like for a Jake Lee match, I'd say it was pretty good. Uh, um, there was a lot of grappling. That. that is fantastic praise. I, you don't need to understand. <laughs> Might insult Jake Lee. We. It was good for a Jake Lee match. That's what I want to hear. Love. <laughs> you are the best co-host. <laughs> Um, yeah, my friend said like it even as my friend once described. Um, there is even like a bit of a story there with Yoshioka like trying to sort of, you know, meet uh, Jake Lee on his home turf as sort of like a grappling match, but then sort of realizing a bit too late in the match that his actual advantage against Jake Lee is that he's faster and like a more explosive striker. Um, and like once he starts to utilize that, utilize that, he actually starts making some headway, but it's too late in the match, and Jake Lee ends up winning. So like, there's even a bit of a story there. Well, it was a good match. Like I, I don't think like any of the matches I watched, all of them were pretty good. So you know, if you if you also want the Yoshioka experience, you can also just want, watch the Yoshioka matches of the end one, and and you'll have a fairly good time. He is still yet to wrestle Jack Morris as well, so you're going to want to get in there and make sure you see that one. <laughs> yep. It's also going to be interesting in terms of chat, because like in Japanese chat, anytime Yoshioka is on stream, like you'll see so many comments like, handsome, handsome, handsome. <laughs> so that's going to be an interesting matchup with yet another good-looking guy. I mean, I will certainly be putting in my handsomes, but I don't know if it's for... Monsieur Yoshioka. That's all I'm gonna say. No taste. <laughs> I'd argue impeccable taste, but hey. <laughs> Yoshioka has that sort of tired Gen Z millennial charm, you know? He's this like he looks permanently very exhausted with life, and I think that makes him relatable to the young generation. <laughs> I do love a man that looks tired, I can't lie. <laughs> That is such a specific type. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just the tired look does it for me. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It makes him approachable. <laughs> now, like a few N1s in the future, Jack Morris is going to start getting tired. All right. <laughs> you must Get love Naito that. then. He looks like the most tired man in the world. <laughs> Well, Naito is more of an Naito is more of an older generation tired. <laughs> I'm a young tired person, so I'm... <laughs> Naito doesn't need sleep; he needs a haircut. It's a different kind of tired. <laughs> and also, Yoshioka's. Partially responsible for us getting current day shun, which uh, I am both eternally grateful for and uh, <laughs> slightly concerned over. But yeah, if we. <laughs> Thank you, Yoshioka. That's such a wonderful present to us. Thank you for bringing current day shun Skywalker <laughs> into existence. <laughs> God. Uh, I mean, Please. it is. No, so go on. 
I was just gonna, it is honestly kind of his fault. Like he he was like when he was a it was an evil people biting dragon. Like Shun called him and was like, "Are you an evil people biting dragon?" And Yoshioka said, "No." Uh, and then, like, when Shun's teammates said, like, that evil people fighting dragon is clearly Yoshioka, Shun was like, no, he told me he is. And, and that's how the mask versus mask match happened, and that's how everything went to shit. Well, all I can say is that Jack Morris has created a total of zero lunatics in wrestling. So I think, just saying, Jack Morris, a little bit nicer there. <laughs> <laughs> but what if the. But like on the downside of that, he has also created zero of my favorite wrestlers. Well, that can't be true because surely Jack Morris is one of your favorite wrestlers. <laughs> surely. <laughs> You're not allowed to tell me he's not, are you? Maybe, maybe I have space for him in between like Shachi Hoka Boy and Star Kachi That's a really funny joke if you watch Dragon Gate. <laughs> I'm not laughing because I watched Dragon Gate, by the way. I, I, I love that little addition. <sighs> Fantastic. The roadworks have really started going. So as before we uh, wrap up for the month, we'll move now to... We, we've done our New Japan corner, our Dragon Gate corner, our Noah corner. Last but certainly not least is our All Japan corner. And All Japan have had their Royal Road tournament over the past few weeks. And Ben, you've been all over this as our Dragon, uh, as our Dragon Gate, as our All <laughs> It's all gone, tongue tied everywhere. But Royal Road tournament, Ben, how have you been feeling about that? I have much more enjoyed these Royal Road works, if you will. Thank you very much. Um, it's that's very good. Like... I mean, these these Royal works are not royal. They are the most annoying things ever. <laughs> common of roadworks but we don't have that over in all japan we have nice a very i'd say a fun tournament it's it's see this is a kind of a thing at the moment where you've got the g1 you've got the n1 got all the other stuff and like i said you kind of need to do something to stand out and i think what i wouldn't say what all japan do is are doing is like you know something that's majorly standing out but what it is is it's enjoyable it's not difficult when you've got the N1 and the G1 that kind of being like a bit of a chore at times it's nice with the Royal Road that you can kind of just put it on and it's not very taxing to watch you can just you know so far I think in in the first round none of the matches went longer than 15 minutes which is great that's nice that's wrestling you can easily watch and consume and it's not going to wear you out so that's that's good. And what I'm really loving about this tournament is a certain Mr. Ryuki Honda, who, goodness me, he must have got into blooming Gordon Ramsay's kitchen because now this man is cooking. And what I'm looking at, at the situation we're in here, is in the semi-finals, we have Ryuki Honda, Duwama, Satoshi Kojima, and Shuji Ishikawa. No, but... that is fantastic. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, I mean, technically, I suppose there's a twenty-five percent, only a twenty-five percent chance you're going to get Ryuki Honda if you want to look at it mathematically. 
But I, I, I need that, and I, I fear any of the other three. I wouldn't mind Satoshi Kojima because at least it's different. But it's like, come on, Ryuki Honda. He's been doing so well this year. He was genuinely one of the standouts in a bit of a lackluster Champion Carnival, and just keep, keep building this up. And he's building himself up so well. He's beaten Yuma and Kento Miyahara in this tournament. And now he's got Suwama up next. So he's just yeah. he's absolutely on one right now. And it's Great. fantastic. If there's anything you want to check out, that is something I absolutely think you need to get on. Invest in Ryuki Honda because his stocks are rising and rising and rising. And I hope they continue to be so. And, it, and like, as we often talk about with All Japan, you know, building new stars. And look, they're doing it with Ryuki Honda, who is, you know, a genuine young talent it's so good to see them investing in him um so yeah i'm very happy with how he's done in this tournament in particular i remember during the um champions carnival he was someone i was really uh, quite fond of because he, he debuted this new heel work and he was leaning more into that and he's someone i had my eye on then and it's great to see they've sort of put some stock in him and there's a great picture on the old Japan uh, Twitter of Suama and Honda facing off and Ishikawa and Kojima. And I mean, that as a semi-final, that, that's, that's very good. It's really interesting. It's a bit different. Honda is a bit different. Ishikawa's not always been in that top spot for all Japan. Obviously, Suama has, but Suama's Suama. And then Kojima's still a little bit interesting. It's something a bit different from the uh, Ayoagi Miyahara sort of vein of things and it can provide a different angle for it and I mean if that's the, the semi-finals I mean hopefully the final, hopefully Honda's in that final for you Ben and that would be a great sort of story for him to push into that main event scene It would, especially if he makes it to the final I think, you know, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he lost to Kojima, I reckon or maybe even a Shikawa, I, I, I don't know I don't, I don't know how hyped I'd be about seeing him give him Last couple of times I've watched him, he's been a bit... He hasn't really blown me away. But I think for Honda in particular, that would at least get him into a... Well, I mean, he's already in a nice position, but it would just improve his position even further. And he's, you know, he could lose the final and still really come out the winner of the tournament because, <laughs> like, he's beaten Yuma, Kento, and if he makes it to the final, Suwama as well. Like, that, that cannot be understated how impressive that is to do in one tournament. Yeah. Um, no, yeah it's just utterly fantastic. And like, he's beaten them well as well. Like he's been throwing some gnarly lariats at them. And like, it, it didn't feel like a, a fluke over time. It was just like, yeah, he is, he's getting there. He is actually becoming someone who can go toe to toe with these top stars like Yuma has been over the last few years or so. So, yeah, it's so good to see him building. And I I, I really look forward to seeing where he goes, because I think this is only going to get better. And I think he is going to go to some pretty good places with this. Great. I mean, that's what we've been saying about All Japan, isn't it? Last time we talked about them, it was we need new stars in All Japan. And they're putting some weight behind Honda there, as, you can, as you've outlined. And I'm looking forward to watching uh, the semi-final and the final now off the back of that. And Honda, he's, he's great, isn't he? Rookie Honda. He's one of those in 
um, in all Japan. He's, he's one of the people they could go to, and it's nice to see that they are going to him. I mean, that is very nice there, and that's a nice way, I think, to um, wrap us up from the sort of the, the, the downer at the start with the G1 to end on a, a high with all Japan having a good, a solid tournament uh, with the Royal Road. Um, so before thank we go, you, Mr. Will, yes, for, yeah, thank you, all Japan, for recovering from the Noah and the the new. For making Japan. me be cheerful about a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll definitely talk about uh, the semis and the final when we come back at the end of September. But before we go. Oh, as always, um, follow Wrestle in wherever you listen to your podcasts, and you'll get all the great podcasts straight into your feed the Choco Cast, the Tokyo Joshi Freedom Fighters, Ace Techers, All Elite Listening, On the Indies, The Ocean Cyclone Show, and obviously our own Pure Revision. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle in is where you need to go to subscribe for some extra exclusive and early access content into the Wrestleverse. Is on there for a dollar a month with other benefits, and then for two dollars a month, um, as well as all the other great benefits, you can listen to Noob Japan um, over there, the new Patreon exclusive, sort of moving in that direction. And before we go, Ben, anything to plug? Are we back on Twitter yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing <laughs> again. Friends, so you're friends. <laughs> I'm not on friends. <sighs> what a shame. Uh, and Kay, how about you? I know you've got a, an interview to talk about. <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned before, check out my interview with Ishin, uh, as well as my recent uh, match recommendations for Sean Skywalker on the five star network uh, which i now sort of partially run as a site so, <laughs> uh, so that's exciting um and as usual you can follow me on twitter on at case quest uh, please mind the dragon gate rambling it's 90 percent that <laughs> yeah uh, and maybe hopefully i'll have another in-depth story interview coming up next month so look forward to that fantastic and as the road works and continue to wear away in the background uh, you can follow me <laughs> at jjohnson underscore 16 on twitter or x if you prefer um i've not done too much wrestling content recently i've been quite busy but i've i've done a few Football matches I've been reporting from uh, for the link, which is the uh, the website I'm the editor of. And hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, on Friday, so the day before this podcast comes out, I'll have an article about uh, the All-In weekend and the Wembley weekend before I head down my voyage down to London uh, for the weekend, uh, see if I come back in worse or better spirits than <laughs> I entered London. So that remains to be seen. Um, but thank you all for joining us as always this has been Pure Vision for August and we'll catch you again next month <laughs>